You are about to encounter some spooky stories with spooky boys. It's about that time. Sorry, it's been a whole long while since I last made an episode. Had to think about all the things that I wanted to do for the show. Now that I'm doing it by myself, I can't do everything that I wanted to do on the episode. So I had to re-strategize, rethink about what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, when I wanted to do it. But I'm back and it's spooky season. It's actually like the beginning of September. I think today's Labor Day or something like that. Right? It's Monday, September 2nd, Labor Day, whatever the fuck that means. But, um, anyway, it's time to tell some spooky stories, some crazy motherfucking killers, and some crazy motherfucking ghosts, and poltergeists, and demons, whatever the fuck they may be that are out there. I am going to start off with the appropriate astrology bullshit so aries cats are your animal of the day which is a new one on us we always thought cats were the evil creatures who sit on other people's doorsteps and hiss at when you walk past i think that's true i fucking hate cats ew i mean don't get us wrong we like cats but there are some that just ain't right you know the ones that stare at us Ooh, that was ridiculous. I was trying to hold that one in, but that was impossible. You know, the ones that stare at you as though staring at fourth rat scum on a armadillo's backside. <coughs> oh my god. Anyway, that's by the by because cats are absolutely the best thing that could happen to you today. <coughs> oh my god, I'm already starting to show off with fucking allergies. I'm going to have to stop. Although, with the day you're going to have, you'll need all the help you can get. Oh, sorry. Here I am, rattling on about cats when you're in mortal danger. Sorry, run out of space. (coughs) Okay, I'm just gonna skip that part. Fly in the face of conventional wisdom and wear a policeman's helmet. Cello taped over your genitals. Ew, I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. The newspaper will become a source of great amusement this week as an article tickles your fancy in almost every way. First of all, who the fuck reads newspapers anymore? I read the Facebook news feed. Taurus, the truth is much harder to find than fiction. Don't be afraid to spread damn dirty lies. Within two years, everything you've experienced here will be gone. You are overworked and underpaid, man. I'm good at this horoscope lark, aren't I? Hobbies may have to take a backseat this week as your spleen dissolved into your gastric juices. Ew, Gemini. Your subconscious may decide to rebel against you today and force you to re-remember everything you have managed to block out. A week of rest may be all you need for your broken leg to recover. Doctors may be stunned by a random discovery they make whilst examining you. Like y'all some two-faced bitches? Mm-hmm. There may be trouble ahead. 
but while there's moonlight and music and love and romance, the blow caused by the venereal disease you're about to become infected with will be somewhat softened. That is, uh, okay. Cancer. Lots of different shades of gray help you know the metal objects are three-dimensional. Crying over split milk may seem like a folly, like a folly, but perhaps not if you split piping hot milk over your naked body. Huh. You must also smell as sweet as you look. Leo. Nutrition will play a major part of your life for the next week. If you think you've got problems today, just wait until tomorrow. Unruly behavior by your closest friend can be solved using cake forks. Ooh, you better stab a hoe. Walking down the street with a spring in your step is a great way to let the world know how insufferable you really are. Virgo. Your spine is going to feel a tingling sensation later this day and you're not going to be able to attribute it to anything specific. Terrible things will happen to someone you hate today. You may feel joyous. Huh, sounds like me. Beauty and misery are a package pair for you today. Hope for luck in all your endeavors. There is no need to be afraid today. Tomorrow this is the time for all your fears to be played out in one condensed package. Ooh, I would hate to be a Virgo. You mm, getting spicy and sweet over there. Libra, all the ideas you've ever had will be totally blown out of the water today. You must decide how to continue today, whether it's by questioning everything that happens or instead letting it all wash over you like the water from the maiden's bath water, which may or may not be related to how important your questioning becomes. This week will go well, except for the bits that don't. And not only will those bits go badly, but they'll go badly. Scorpio. If you feel happy today, try to create something that reflects that happiness. The sun doesn't wear a hat, and it's probably not a good idea to play with it. Money is a source of evil you can't do without. Credit card and companies may seize on your lack of self-control. Ooh, I just opened a new bank account, but I'm not a Scorpio, so I'm good. Sagittarius. Prepare to gape widely, widely at the beautiful horror you'll experience this month. The loony left is a phrase that you quite like. The thought of you losing your mind is making you lose your mind. If you ever get out of that hole, the chances are that you're still going to be a neurotic plague of badness. Capricorn. Good fortune will stalk you like a mean-spirited value today and won't spread any of his juicy fortune charm over you. Ew, that sounds like calm. Your itchy nose will soon be gone after you suffer a week of agonizing hell locked in a pepper cupboard with a straitjacket. This week is going to be a series of ups and downs, mostly downs, but also mostly ups. Homeopathic treatments are not generally carried out by psychopathic people. I'm not entirely sure how you know the pathic part of these two words doesn't mean that they're related. Aquarius. People say you you make your own luck, but carrying around a sign that says, I'm needy and helpless is probably not what they had in mind. Skeletons in your closet are a sign that you have an eventful life and are nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, that sounds like you just killed some bitches. Skeletons in your closet? Why are you hiding them skeletons in there? Bury them, ho.
Bread lightly cooked, buttered. This horoscope is sponsored by toast. <laughs> you are more alert during your waking hours, and this means that you can see exactly how you are managing to throttle your fish to death. Ew. Pisces. Eating well will dominate your life over the coming fortnight as you try hard to keep your liver from imploding. Many of the truths you desperately cling to are beset by the fact that you read only comic books and talk to children. Wednesday will be a good day for you this month, but which Wednesday in particular is up to you. Okay. Those were interesting today. Actually, no, they were pretty fucking boring. I should probably stop doing this little skit, but whatever. It fills up the time, right? Guess you guys may be laughing a little bit, hopefully, before we start this some some scary shit that people talk about on a daily. So, let me grab a quick drink and, like, maybe blow my nose or, like, sniffle a little bit more because, ugh, these fucking allergies and it's supposed to be spooky time. This is when it's worse, ugh. Sorry, gotta, you know, get this Tito's in me. By the way, it's barely noon. I've been drinking since like 9 a.m. to do this show. Because the bitch gotta be a little tipsy before he starts talking all to himself, you know? Anyway. So. Today is going to be an in depth story on John Benet Ramsey, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of before. Um. Yeah, this was really weird for me to read about. I had never heard about her until someone at work said something about her, and I was like, ooh, that's fucked up. So let me tell y'all bitches this story. Six-year-old John Benet lived with her family in Boulder, Colorado. Her mother, Patsy, her father, John, and her older brother, Burke who was nine at the time, John Benet was six. On Christmas night, 1996, the Ramsey hosted a party at their house in Boulder, Colorado. The Ramseys put John Benet to bed around 9 p.m. The next morning at 5 a.m., Patsy Ramsey woke to find a three-page ransom note on the stairs. The note claimed that someone had kidnapped John Benet. John Benet was missing, according to the ransom note, her parents would need to pay $118,000 for her safe return. The note stated that the kidnappers were going to call between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. with instructions for how to drop off the money in order to get John Benet back. Whoever wrote that note never called. The family and the cops waited, but no call came, no one showed, nothing. Sometime after the ransom call window, the cops asked the Ramseys to check the house again for anything that was missing or out of place that they could use as evidence. John and a friend immediately went to investigate the basement after the cops asked them to scan the house. Okay, so why would they go immediately to one place? Why the basement? Why not to like the attic or some shit? A few minutes later, 
John came up the stairs carrying the body of John Bonet. He had found her in a back room in the basement. John Bonet was discovered in the basement after several hours. Apparently, the police hadn't searched the house thoroughly enough to discover her body until hours after they were called. That's some piece of shit, shit police. Do you not know how to do your job? Oh my god, I can't even. In the basement where John Bonet was found, there was a broken window and a footprint on a suitcase under the window. It's possible if there was an intruder, this is how they got in. However, there were no footprints in the fresh snow outside the Ramsey house and there was a spider web across the window that was undisturbed. If someone had broken in through the window, the spider web likely would have been broken. John Ramsey claimed he had accidentally broken this window before the murder. Huh. How do you accidentally break a window? Ugh. But where did the footprint come from? Did he accidentally put the footprint there too? Dumb shit. And a weird thing about that suitcase, the Ramseys claimed it wasn't theirs and they didn't know how it got in the basement. The suitcase was examined by police and it was found to contain a semen encrusted blanket in a Dr. Seuss book. That's not the weirdest part. The semen belonged to another family member. John's oldest son from a previous marriage. He didn't live with the Ramseys though, but the police were able to prove he wasn't in Boulder at the time of the murder. But a lot of people think a different family member was responsible. Was it a badly done setup by John to make it appear that someone had broken in? Did someone really break in through the window? Or was it all just a coincidence? John Bonet had died from both blunt force trauma and strangulation. Her bottle, her body, bottle, I'm thinking about Tito's over here trying to get another drink. Her body also showed signs of sexual abuse. While there are a lot of theories, this case still hasn't been solved. Here is one of the theories. The Burke theory, which is her brother. The theory is that Burke had killed his sister by accident. Perhaps by accidentally hitting her on the head with something heavy, or hitting her in anger, and then his parents wrote the note and tied John Bonet up in the basement to make it look like a kidnapping. But how do they know that she was tied up? Apparently nobody saw her until the fucking father went out and went downstairs to get her. So nobody saw if she was tied somewhere or where the fuck she was anyway. Ugh. But John Bonet died of both blunt force trauma to her head and strangulation. She was found tied with the cord around her neck and it was shown through an autopsy that she was still alive when she was strangled. If Burke had accidentally killed his sister, why would she have been both beaten and strangled and sexually abused? Duh. John Bonet had pineapple in her stomach. Weird, I know. The autopsy revealed that John Bonet had chunks of pineapple in her stomach when she died. In Ramsey's kitchen, a bowl of pineapple with Burke's fingerprints on it was discovered. What does this mean? Some people think that it's possible that an argument over the pineapple caused Burke to attack John Bonet. That's so crazy. But little kids be doing stupid shit like that. Like, oh my god, you touched me. Let me beat the fuck out of you and kill you and stab you and then hide you in the basement and then call the cops and act like you were kidnapped so nobody knows that my, ni that my nine-year-old ass killed my six-year-old sister. Right? 
Many people suspect that the Ramseys themselves killed their daughter. Others think that a sexual predator broke into the Ramseys' home and killed John Bonet. But there are definitely a lot of very weird, weird details about this case that nobody can explain. The ransom note was not typical. According to the police, the ransom note that the Ramseys found was very unusual. First of all, it was three pages long. That's really, really long for a ransom note. What more do you really need to say besides, we have your daughter, bitch, here's how, mu here's how much money we want. Apparently a lot. The, ran the Ramsey Ransom note, I hate saying that, that's like a fucking tongue twister, Ramsey Ransom, Ramsey Ramsom, Ramsey Ramsom, Ramsey Ramsey Ransom note, was incredibly chatty, going on for three pages about who the kidnappers were, what they were going to do with John Bonet and the other strange and other strange superfluous information. Superfluous. 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 Huh. The note asked for exactly one hundred and eighteen thousand for John Bonet's safe return, which was a significant number to John Ramsey. Yeah, random ass number. Who asked for a hundred why not ask for a hundred and twenty thousand? Who the fuck is texting me right now? Oh my goodness. So back to the fucking story after I was really interrupted just to see someone's stupid ass outfit for fucking Labor Day. Bitch, do you even know what the fuck Labor Day is? Anyway. But this number may have been precise for a reason. It was almost the exact same amount of money John Ramsey had received as a Christmas bonus earlier in the month. That's fucked up. Which could mean one of two things. Either the kidnappers knew John had received this amount of money as a bonus and that he would have it, or John wrote the note himself, trying to make it appear that someone who knew his bonus amount was the kidnapper. I don't know, but while reading all this shit about this fucking story and reading it over and over and over again right now, I think the father killed the daughter. He's a fucking bitch. I don't know why he's free. Some people suck at their job because the lawyers didn't find anybody. Judges didn't convict anyone. Someone should have been convicted for this shit. The note also used strange language. The long ransom note claimed to be from a small foreign faction. What exactly is a small foreign faction? Nobody is quite sure. It also claimed that the kidnappers would behead John Bonet if the money wasn't given to them in a brown paper bag after what they described would be an exhausting delivery for John. It ended with a strange sign of... Victory. It is an all-around weird note because if, because of its strange language and weird demands, some people think the note was fake. But the weirdest thing about the note is coming. It came from inside the house. The police were able to determine that the note was written on paper that came from the Ramseys' home, which means if there really was a kidnapper, they would have had to break into the home kidnap John Bonet, kill her, whatever, and handwrite a three-page-long ransom note all while the family slept. So, let me talk to y'all mamas out there because all the mamas I know, y'all bitches be getting up as soon as you hear your fucking child breathe in the middle of the night. So, you gonna tell me that this stupid-ass mom did not wake up while she heard someone kidnapping her daughter tying her up 
putting her in the basement as they said she was found, and writing a whole fucking note. This is not, uh, first of all, it was a handwritten note. This is not going to take no five minutes. This was probably like a 30 to 45 minute endeavor where they had to kill her, strangle her, rape her, whatever the fuck it was to her, and then write a three-page note, unless they had a two-people thing, then it would have probably been like 15, 20 minutes, but writing three pages by hand, that ain't no joke, what the fuck? Anyway, it seems a little risky to come to a kidnapping without a note prepared. Why would the kidnapper take the time to write three entire pages and risk getting caught? Exactly. The Ramseys were cleared of the crime by DNA evidence, but the crime scene was completely contaminated, so it's hard to make any real conclusions. They were smart because it's their home. There's going to be their DNA all over the fucking home. The hell? There was DNA found on JonBenet's underwear that couldn't be matched to anyone in the family, but it also couldn't be matched to anyone in the police database. That's so crazy. So crazy. Who was the DNA from? No one knows. Well, it's not clear. A DNA specialist argued that it could have come from the factory where the underwear was made. Oh, please stop. Besides the mysterious DNA, the crime scene was completely contaminated since the Ramses and their friends were in the house all day before the body was found. Now, the 911 call was a little weird. When the mama, Patsy, called to report that her daughter was missing, she used strange language, stuff like, we have a kidnapping. <laughs> this type of passive language has been linked to lying. Patsy also didn't even mention John Bonet until a few sentences into the 911 call. What the fuck, bitch? If your daughter has been fucking kidnapped, the first thing you're gonna say is my daughter, my daughter, my baby. What the fuck? Ugh. Oh, I can't even. This doesn't necessarily mean anything, but you would think that the first thing you would tell a 911 if you woke up to find your six-year-old daughter missing was that your six-year-old daughter was fucking missing. And to close it all off with that 911 call, this mama bear <laughs> hung up her call on the cops. Patsy was the one who ended the call with 911. This is not typical. Usually people stay on the line with 911 until police get there or until they know for sure the police will get there soon. Patsy didn't wait on the line to give additional details or hear if the police are on their way. She hung up so abruptly the 911 operator asked if she was still there. But who else besides the family could have killed her? One suspect was a man who, <laughs> who would dress up as Santa Claus and ask his wife to mix his ashes with a vial of glitter from John Bonet that she had given him before he died. Weird. Maybe he was like a gay in disguise. I mean, not just in Santa disguise, but you know, like really, really real disguise. Like he was into pageants and shit. He was just gay. You know, you, this, these times whenever. What what year was this? Too? Hold on. What year was this? Oh my god, I don't even say. I didn't even tell y'all the year. Ooh, I suck at this. Anyway, whatever year the fuck this was, I'm pretty sure guys didn't come out that often. Anyway, John Binet knew Bill McReynolds from Christmas parties where he often dressed up as Santa. 
She had given him a glass of jar, a glass jar of glitter one year, which he took with him into heart surgery and asked to be mixed with his ashes. But beyond his creepy behavior towards JonBenet, there isn't a ton of evidence that he could have killed her. He is now deceased. No word if his cremains are glittery, though. <laughs> Gay! A known sex offender claimed to have hurt a little girl the night of John Benet's murder. Well, I'm pretty sure some other shit would have happened. Like, ugh, people are crazy. Gary Oliva was a known sex offender who lived near John Benet. He called a friend the night of her murder, upset, claiming he'd hurt a little girl. Strangely, he was also found with the same stun gun marks on his body that John Benet had. Uh, a school teacher actually confessed to the murder, but was later found to be lying. First of all, why would you lie about this? Ugh. A school teacher named John Mark Carr reached out to a professor who was making a documentary about John Benet and told him that he was the one who killed her after sexually abusing her. But police were able to prove that Carr wasn't even in the bold wasn't even in Boulder at the time of her murder and just wanted the fame, which is truly fucking disgusting. Uh I mean I guess some type of fame is better than no fame. Yeah, I'm still trying to get through that one. Anyway. Oh, in 2006, former school teacher John Mark Carr had randomly owned up to the murder of the pageant star in graphic and sexual detail and, as a result, was arrested in Thailand. Carr had been staying in Thailand after facing child pornography charges in the U.S. Carr got himself involved in the case after reaching out to a University of Colorado Boulder professor named Michael Tracy about a documentary that Tracy was making. In one of the emails, he revealed his sexual frustration with John Benet and was reported to authorities by Tracy, who arrested him in Bangkok. He was then flown into Boulder for questioning but was cleared when his DNA did not match the profile of an unknown male found on John Benet's clothing. So that's all I have on the story, but I'm going to close it out with some stupid silly shit. There's a lot of rumors on the internet going around that John Benet is actually Katy Perry. Yep, that's right. She faked her murder, a little six-year-old girl faked her murder with the help of her parents and her brother and made it look like she was raped and there was semen encrusted blankets and some motherfucking suitcase and then she went on and acted like some Christian bitch and grew up to be Katy Perry and now she's famous as fuck even though she's kind of lame and she went bald for a while and she's, ugh. And yeah, that's her life now. Weird, huh? Oh, I'm really out of breath now. That took a lot out of me. Oh my god, y'all better love me because these episodes... Man, I can't even drink through the whole thing because I gotta talk the whole time. Jesus. How's a bitch supposed to get through an episode if she can't even fucking drink? Gotta get my Tito's fixed while I'm getting, you know, like talking about these crazy bitches. Ugh. <coughs> I'm dying.
I need an assistant for this show so I can have someone get me my drinks and stuff. But anyway, so now I have a couple of ghost stories. And these are from a Facebook page that I just found and I'm following and I think is amazing. All these people are telling their stories publicly. So I'm just going to assume that because you posted them on Facebook that you don't care that they're being shared. Um, so that's why I'm telling them on my show. This one's from Kim Vance. And she says... My boyfriend and I just moved to our own town home in Baltimore, Maryland. We live near an old battlefield. Ooh, bitch, that's your first mistake. And our home is extremely haunted. Our first few nights were a little eerie. My son's toys turned themselves on. You'd catch a shadow dart past you in your peripheral. You would hear footsteps going up and down the stairs, creaks in other rooms. We found every excuse we could to play off our circumstances and come up with some explanation. One evening, my son started pointing to another room and talking to someone I could not see before running to me, whining and pointing back to the other room. He would shake his head, try to wave stuff in the air to hit what I could not see. I even watched him trip very hard one evening over literally nothing then get up and chase the air he took a shoe and was chasing something once again i could not see i am an empath and extremely sensitive to energy i started becoming physically ill in my home some days the energy would be so bad i would be overcome with fear and want to leave my own home my son was painting to a room Oh, my son was pointing to a room one night and kept whining, so we pulled out a digital camera and captured orbs in the dining area. I then went to, an, to the master bedroom and captured an orange-red orb that the room is cold and very unwelcoming. That made no sense. Oh my lord, people just love to bother me. Jesus, I'm not answering for a reason. So, the bad vibes kept us, kept up as the days progressed and I watched a black cloud orb dart down the basement. I was speechless. How? I bought sage and with, I bought sage and we held hands and prayed over the home, blessed it. Our neighbor gave us holy water. We just wanted peace in our home. Things kept getting creepier. One night I took a shower and the curtain started sticking to my skin. The AC was on and a vent in the bathroom, but no way it was forceful enough to make a shower curtain wrap around me. I called the medium. She came in and we did walk through. She got to the basement and it all started. She basically told me I wasn't crazy and the house is indeed haunted and with it being a townhome, the spirit can go through walls so we would most likely encounter problems in the future. What? Because it's a townhome, it could... Um, what? That makes no sense. A spirit is going to be able to go through walls regardless because <laughs> they don't have a body, stupid. Anyway, she advised us to move and said it would be our best bet. Mind you, we have lived in our new home for two weeks out of a 12-month lease. I sit back and hope, and hope her cleanse works for our home, but the same day shit gets worse. I hear noises. My boyfriend and, our, and I start getting poked and touched 
constant nightmares and I wake up to my son screaming to the, at the top of his lungs. He is pointing in another room, then hides underneath his blanket and peeks out of his hide and peeks out and hides again. My days turn miserable as my boyfriend and I become so irritable and can't stop arguing. My son will literally whine all day and point into other rooms. He refuses, and I mean refuses, to be alone for five seconds. And as a mother, I don't want him to be alone in this creepy-ass fucking house, but I have no time to myself. He is glued to my hip all day. He needs one door to be open, so I keep the back door open, and he does not like when the curtains are closed. We have no peace. We wake up with broken dishes. Our stuff will disappear and literally reappear 10 minutes later in a spot we just spent 10 minutes looking in. Lights flicker to turn themselves on. TV volume will turn itself up. No doubt in my mind, there are spirits here. I just want to move. So that reminds me of something that happened this past weekend, which was actually yesterday. So my mother, my brother, and I were going to go out. My brother was watching TV, so this nigga, like, was looking for the remote to turn the TV off, and we looked everywhere. We have this little center table round, and we looked on the center table, nothing. I mean, you would be able to see it. It's just a fucking table, and there's nothing on the table besides a plant and the remote, but the remote wasn't there. We took apart all the couch, nothing. We were just like, fuck it, let's just turn it off normal I don't know why the fuck we didn't think about that later it took us like 15 minutes but anyway we left went to Target came back tell me why when we came back the mother fucking um control was on the fucking center table weird ugh anyway last story is by Tiffany Weller I started watching my friend's kids. She worked nights and had a hard time finding childcare. So her youngest, who was only 15 months old at the time, was was on a night schedule. Her mom's work schedule. I was having a hard time getting her to go to sleep. She finally dozed off and I decided to set my alarm a few minutes prior to her mom, my friend, coming to pick up the kids after her shift. I was lying on the couch with the baby on my chest in my living room. Our TV had went into power saving mode. The only light in the living room was from the DirecTV symbol on the screen bouncing back and forth. Anyway, I fell asleep. I woke up to my alarm thinking, shoot, it's going to wake my husband up and he has to be at work in a couple hours. I look at the entryway and I thought, I see my other half standing there. He was saying, hey, hey, hey. More like, hey, hey, hey. In a low voice that sounded like him. I heard the hey first. That's when I looked out the entryway. But my alarm woke him up and he was about to tell my alarm tell me my alarm was going off when I realized it wasn't him. Who I thought was my husband was not him. Weird. So when I looked back, it stepped out of the entryway. It walked into the little light that was from the direct TV symbol. The legs broke down and buckled. I said to myself, Shit, that's not my husband. And as soon as I said that in my head, I felt like I was being suffocated. I couldn't feel hands around my neck. I could feel hands around my neck, but I couldn't breathe or move. I said a few times God's name and I finally released. And it finally released me. The story doesn't stop there. 
it goes through the night, but I'll stop there for now. This may be sleep paralysis, maybe not. All I know is I've never been more terrified. Also, my friend told me after this happened that her kid was haunted or something. Not the baby, but the other child. He would draw crosses on paper. None of the kids knew what happened, nor did she at the time. Kids still don't and never will, but it was scary as hell for me. Alright, so that's the last story I had for you guys today. Don't forget to follow on Spooky Boys on Facebook. You can look for us on Instagram, spooky underscore boys underscore podcast. And you can send me any of your stories via Facebook or send me an email at spookyboyspodcast at gmail.com. I will always tell the stories. Sorry that the stories are going to be a little shorter now just because, you know, it's just me, myself, and I. So, yeah. Listen, rate me five, 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 because that'll help a lot. Let me know if you have any suggestions or anything. Have a spooky, spooky day.